Genesis chapter 22 After these things God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. He said, Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah, and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him, and his son Isaac. And he cut down the wood for the burnt offering, and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. On the third day Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place from afar. Then Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. I and the boy will go over there and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac his son. And he took in his hands the fire and the knife. So they went both of them together. And Isaac said to his father, Abraham, my father. And he said, Here I am, my son. He said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. So they went both of them together. When they came to the place of which God had told them, Abraham built the altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to slaughter his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here I am. He said, Do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you will fear God, seeing you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him was a ram, caught in the thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the name of that place, The Lord will provide. As it is said to this day, On the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. And the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven, and said, By myself I have sworn, declares the Lord, because you have done thus, and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you. I will surely multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven and as the sand is on the seashore, and your offspring shall possess the gate of his enemies, and in your offspring shall be all nations of the earth be blessed, because you have obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned returned to his young men, and they arose and went together to Beersheba, and Abraham lived in Beersheba. Now, after these things, it was told to Abraham, Behold, Milcah also has borne children to your brother Nahor. Buzz his firstborn, Buzz his brother, Kemuel, the father of Aram, Chesed, Hazo, Pildash, Jidalf, and Bethuel. Bethuel fathered Rebekah. These eight Milcah bore Nahor, Abraham's brother, moreover his concubine, whose name was Rehumor, bore Taban, Gema, Tamesh, and Makkah. Sarah lived 127 years. These were the years of the life of Sarah. And Sarah died at Kirath Arabah, that is, Hebron, in the land of Canaan. And Abraham went in, the, in to mourn for Sarah and to weep for her. And Abraham rose up before his dead and said to the Hittites, I am a sojourner and a foreigner among you. Give me property among you for a burying place, that I may bury my dead out of my sight. The Hittites answered Abraham, Hear us, my lord. You are a prince of God among us. Bury your dead in the choicest of our tombs. 
none of us would withhold from you his tomb to hinder you from burying your dead. Abraham rose and borrowed, bowed to the Hittites, the people of the land, and he said to them, If you are willing that I should bury my dead out of my sight, hear me and entreat for me Ephron, the son of Zohar, that he may give me the cave of Machapella, which he owns. It is at the end of this field. For the full price, let him give it to me in your presence as property for a burying place. Now Ephron was sitting among the Hittites, and Ephron the Hittite answered Abraham in the hearing of the Hittites, of all who went into the gate of his city, No, my lord, hear me. I give you the field, and I give you the cave that is in it. In the sight of the sons of my people, I give it to you. Bury your dead. Then Abraham bowed down before the people of the land, and he said to Ephron in the hearing of the people of the land, But if you will, hear me, I give you the price of the field. Accept it from me, that I may bury my dead there. Ephron answered Abraham, My lord, listen to me. A piece of land worth four hundred shekels of silver. What is you between you and me? Bury your dead. Abraham listened to Ephron, and Abraham weighed out for Ephron the silver that he had named in the hearing of the Hittites, four hundred shekels of silver, according to the weight current among the merchants. So the field of Ephron and Machpelah, which was the east of the Mamer, the field with the cave that was in it and all the trees that were in the field throughout the whole area, was made over to Abraham as a possession in the presence of the Hittites before all who went into the great gate of his city. After this, Abraham buried Sarah his wife in the cave of the field of Machpelah, east of Mamre, that is, Hebron, in the land of Canaan. The field of the cave that is in it were made over Abraham as property for burying place by the Hittites. Now Abraham was old, well advanced in years, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham said to his servant, the oldest of his household, who had charge of all that he had had, Put your hand under my thigh, that I make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell, but will go to my country and to my kindred and take a wife for my son Isaac. The servant said to him, Perhaps the woman may not be willing to follow me to this land. Must I then take your son back to the land to which you came? Abraham said to him, See to it that you do not take my son back there. The Lord, the God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and from the land of my kindred, and who spoke to me and swore to me, to your offspring I will give this land, he will send his angel before you, and you shall take a wife for my son from there. But if the woman is not willing to follow you, then you will be free from this oath of mine. Only you must not take my son back there. So the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham, his master, and swore to him concerning this matter. Then the servant took ten of his master's camels and departed, taking all sorts of choice gifts from his master, and he arose and went to Mesopotamia, the city of Nahor, and he made the camels kneel down out of the side of the city at the well of water at the time of the evening, the time when women go out to draw water. And he said, O Lord, God of my master Abraham, please grant me success today and show steadfast love to my master Abraham. Behold, I am standing by the spring of water, and the daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw water. Let the young woman to whom I shall say, Please, let down your jar that I may drink. And who shall say, Drink, and I will water your camels. Let her be the one to whom you have appointed for your servant Isaac. By this, I shall know that you have shown steadfast love to my master. Before he had finished speaking, behold, Rebekah, 
who was born to Bethuel, the son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, came out with her water jar on her shoulder. The young woman was very attractive in appearance, a maiden whom no man had known. When she went down to the spring and filled her jar and came up, then the servant ran to meet her and said, Please give me a little water to drink from your jar. She said, Drink, my lord. And she quickly let down her jar upon her hand and gave him a drink. When she had finished giving him a drink, she said, I will draw water for your camels also until they have finished drinking. So she quickly emptied her jar into the trough and ran again to the well to draw water, and she drew for all his camels. The man gazed at her in silence to learn whether the lord had prospered his journey or not. When the camels had finished drinking, the man took a gold ring weighing half a shekel and two bracelets for her arm weighing ten gold shekels, and said, Please tell me whose daughter you are. Is there room in your father's house for us to spend the night? She said to him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milcah, whom she bore to Nahor. She added, We have plenty of both straw and fodder and room to spend the night. The man bowed his head and worshipped the Lord and said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who has not forsaken his steadfast love and his faithfulness toward my master. As for me, the Lord led me in a way to the house of my master's kinsman. Then the young woman ran and told her mother's household about these things. Rebekah had a brother whose name was Laban. Laban ran out and toward the man to the spring. As soon as he saw the ring and the bracelets on his sister's arm and heard the words of Rebekah his sister, thus the man spoke to me. He went to the man, and behold, he was standing by the camels at the spring. He said, Come in, O blessed of the Lord. Why do you stand outside? For I have prepared the house and a place for the camels. So the man came to the house and unharnessed the camels and gave straw and fodder to the camels, and there was water to wash his feet and, his, and the feet of the men who were with him. Then food was set before him to eat. But he said, I will not eat until I have said what I have to say. He said, Speak on. So he said, I am Abraham's servant. The Lord has greatly blessed my master, and he has become great. He has given him flocks and herds, silver and gold, male servants and female servants, camels and donkeys, and Sarah, my master's wife, bore a son to my master when she was old, and to him he has given all that he has. My master made me swear, saying, You shall not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, in whose land I dwell, but you shall go to my father's house and take to my clan and take a wife for my son. I said to my master, Perhaps the woman will not follow me. But he said to me, The Lord before whom I have walked will send his angel with you and prosper you in your way. You shall take a wife of my son from the clan and from my father's house. Then you will be free from my oath when you come to my clan, and if they will not give, give her to you, you will be free from my oath. I came today to the spring and said, O Lord, the God of my master Abraham, if now you are prospering the way that I go, behold, I am standing by the spring of water. Let the virgin who comes out to draw water, to whom I shall say, Please give me a little water from your jar to drink, and who will say to me, Drink, and I will draw water for your camels also. Let her be the woman whom the Lord has appointed for my master's son. Before I had finished speaking in my heart, behold, Rebekah came out of her water jar on her shoulder, and she went down to the spring and drew water. I said to her, Please let me drink. She quickly let down her water jar her shoulder and said, Drink, and I will give water to your camels also. So I drank, and she gave camels a drink also. Then I asked her, Whose daughter are you? She said, The daughter of Bethuel, Nahor's son, whom Milcah bore to him. So I put the rings on her nose and the bracelets on her arms. Then I bowed my head and worshipped the Lord and blessed the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who had led me by
the right way to take the daughter of my master ki master's kinsman for his son. Now then, if you are going to show steadfast love and faithfulness to my master, tell me, and if not, tell me, that I may turn the right hand or to the left. Then Laban, Bethuel, answered, and said, The thing has come from the Lord. We cannot speak to you, bad or good. Behold, Rebekah is before you. Take her and go, and let her be the wife of your master's son, as the Lord has spoken. When Abraham's servant heard their words and bowed himself to the earth before the Lord, and the servant brought out the jewelry of silver and gold and garments and gave them to Rebekah, he also gave to her brother and to her mother costly or ornaments. And he, the men who were with them, ate and drank, and they spent the night there. When they arose in the morning, he said, Send me away to my master. Her brother and her mother said, Let the young woman remain with us a while, at least ten days after that she may go. But he said to them, Do not delay me, since the Lord has prospered my way. Send me away, that I may go to my master. They said, Let us call the young woman and ask her. And they called Rebekah and said to her, Will you go with this man? She said, I will go. So they sent away Rebekah, their sister, and her nurse, and Abraham's servant, and his men. And they blessed Rebekah and said to her, Our sister, may you become thousands of ten thousands, and may your offspring possess the gate of those who hate him. Then Rebekah and her young woman arose and rode on the camels and followed the man. Thus the servant took Rebekah and went his way. Now Isaac had returned from Bera Laharoi and was dwelling in Negev, and Isaac went out to meditate on the field toward the evening. And he lifted up his eyes and saw, and behold, there were camels coming. And Rebekah lifted up her eyes, and when she saw Isaac, she dismounted from the camel and said to the servant, Who is that man walking in the field to meet us? The servant said, It is my master. So she took her veil and covered herself, and the servant told Isaac all the things that he had done. Then Isaac brought her into the tent of Sarah his mother and took Rebekah, and she became his wife. And he loved her, so Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. John chapter 6, verses 41 through 58. So the Jews grumbled about him, because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, Is, it, is not this Jesus the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How does he now say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered them, do not grumble among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except he who is from God. He has seen the Father. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life word of the world is my flesh. The Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever feeds on me, he also will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. 
not like the bread of the fathers ate and died. Whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. Today we read about the iconic scene where Abraham is prepared and ready to sacrifice his son. It's impossible to read this without also seeing all of the parallels of what would eventually come at Jesus' own crucifixion. It's on the third day that it occurs. God's going to prepare a sacrifice. It's here that I'm reminded of what Paul's writing in Galatians when he talks about the exchange of the curse that's under the works of the law and the giving of the Spirit or receiving the Spirit that comes by hearing with faith. Paul talks about the promise that was given to Abraham being to bless the nations through his offspring. And Paul emphasizes that it's offspring, not offsprings. Surely, through Isaac and the generations that would follow, we see the nation of Israel begin to take shape and to be formed. But ultimately, the descendant of Abraham is none other than Jesus Christ who is born to the Virgin Mary. When Jesus Christ comes, he is this perfect fulfillment. He is ultimately the son that is sacrificed for behalf of everyone. This promise that God continually renews with Abraham to bless him and to multiply him and to use him to be a blessing to the whole world is accomplished in the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. He is the sacrifice that God gives. It's important to note that in Abraham's day, he wasn't doing this just as a sacrificial offering, but that this was something he was doing purely out of the worship of God. Remember, the book of Leviticus hasn't even been recorded yet. It hasn't been given to people yet. The book of Numbers, the same thing. Deuteronomy, same thing. Exodus hasn't even happened. This is a historical account. What Abraham is doing is worshiping God. He's bringing glory to God. Now flip that on its heels and consider what Jesus is teaching the Jews in John chapter 6 about how it's possible that we worship God. People worship only if they've been brought to worship by God. God is the one that brings people to worship Him. Now, this is incredible. We glorify God because we are designed with a purpose to glorify God. That's why we exist. We're able to do that, not because of anything that's inside of us, but because of what He has put into us. Worship's easier than you think, if you would get out of the way. <laughs>